Romans chapter 11, verse number 16. If you are able and willing, I would invite you to stand for the reading and reverence of God's Word. I want to read nine verses of Scripture tonight, uh, but I'm only going to preach out of three of them. Amen. So y'all be excited about that. Uh, read nine verses, starting at verse 16 down to verse 24, but I only want to look at verses 16, 17, and 18. The Bible said, For the first fruit be holy, the lump is also holy. And if the root be holy, so are the branches. And if some of the branches be broken off, and thou being a wild olive tree, were grafted in among them, and with them partakest of the root and fatness of the olive tree, boast not against the branches. But if thou boast, uh, thou bearest not the root, but the root thee. Uh, thou say then, the branches were broken off, that I might be grafted in. Well, because of unbelief they were broken off. And now standest by faith, be not high-minded, but fear. For if God spared not the natural branches, take heed lest he also spare not thee. Behold, therefore, the goodness and severity of God on them which fail severity, but toward thee goodness, if thou continue in his goodness, otherwise thou also shalt be cut off. And they also, if they abide not still in unbelief, shall be grafted in, for God is able to graft them in again. For if thou wert cut out of the olive tree, which is wild by nature, and wert grafted in contrary to nature, into a good olive tree, how much more shall these, which be the natural branches, be grafted into their own olive tree? Let's go to the Lord in a word of prayer. Dear Lord, most kind, gracious Heavenly Father, I love you so much, Lord. I thank you for your many blessings. Thank you for your grace, your love your goodness and your kindness. And Lord, I'm asking you tonight that you'd help us for a little while, God, as we gather around your word. Uh, Lord, you've helped me with the thoughts today. And Lord, I'm so thankful for that. I pray, God, you'd give me uh, clearness of speech. God, give me the intellect to say what I need to say and how I need to say it. Lord, I pray you guide my mouth. God, I pray you'd open the hearts and the ear of the listener. And I pray, God, you'd be exalted in the preaching time tonight. And uh, Lord, uh, thank, us, thank you for everyone that's here. Bless us for being here. Give us traveling mercies as we go our separate ways here in a little while. We love you and thank you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And you might be seated. Thank you for standing to reverence the Word of God. We read these nine verses of Scripture tonight. Uh, and we're going to focus in on just three of these verses. And uh, I try to go through and break down how a chapter lays out, Brother Thomas. And you kind of find natural divisions. And it seems like these nine verses here, they go together. Uh, but I could not, uh, I would not dare to preach all nine of them in one service. So I'm going to break those nine up into three, uh, three different parts. And uh, right here within the chapter. And uh, let me say this by way of introduction. We'll jump right back into uh, the text tonight. Uh, verses 16 through 24 tell of a symbolic tree. I hope you're paying attention. You know what kind of tree it was talking about. It was talking about an olive tree. And many times throughout the Word of God, the, the, the Word of God likens the nation of Israel unto an olive tree, specifically a green olive tree. But here it talks about a symbolic tree that does not only pertain unto the nation of Israel. So y'all stay tuned. Amen. Uh, these verses tell of a tree that will not die. Amen. A tree that will not die. And it's not an orange tree and it's not an apple tree and it ain't even a little Debbie tree. Somebody say amen right there. Uh, this is an olive tree, but it's not a, it's not a natural olive tree because I'll be honest, I wouldn't be excited about that because I don't even like olives. 
But this is a spiritual olive tree. And uh, this olive tree will not die. Physical trees do not live forever. So it's a spiritual tree. That's what we learn in these nine verses. These verses tell of, of tree branches being broken off. Now, we've had them break off, but I don't think not everybody goes out breaking off tree branches, but that's what the Bible talks about here in these verses. This does happen. Tree branches are broken off, but there must be a reason. For nobody ever looks at a beautiful tree and says, you know what, I'm just going to mutilate that tree. No, they cut a branch if it's over their house. Or they look, Brother Thomas, it's suspect to fall. Or it seems diseased. I mean, uh, people uh, pay money to protect their uh, property and their lives. That's when they tear down a tree or trim a tree or prune a tree. Uh, but this is not a physical tree. It's a spiritual tree. Uh, these verses tell of tree branches being grafted in. Now, I, I can't tell you a whole lot about this. I think the word I'm looking for is horticulture. I'm not a horticulture expert. Uh, I'm not a, a master in the uh, an arbalist field, but I do know this. I've seen a couple of videos on uh, high speed. Y'all know what I'm talking about on fast forward, and it is amazing. You can you can watch these guys that know what they're doing, and they can trim one tree, and they can pick a different kind of tree branch and put it together and put something specific on it, wrap it up a certain way, and Brother Thomas, before long, that old, that old tree will adopt that new branch and that new branch will grow into that old tree and they become one cohesive tree. Yes. Uh, that's what the Bible's talking about here. There's branches being broken off, but there's wild, there's a wild olive tree that's being grafted into that very same tree, Brother, uh, Brother Bill, that very same tree that will not die. Can, can tree branches be grafted in? Yes, this happens, but somebody has to know what they are doing to do it, I would not dare say go home and try tomorrow. Uh, you, you, I think you'd be well versed in mastering it. But the one who's doing the grafting, he is the master of grafting in. Amen. I can spoil it. He grafts us in, and the Bible, uh, the verses end by telling us that God will graft them broken branches back in. Amen. They get broke off at my house. They get put in a fire or taken to the landfill. But God gives grace, and He'll graft anybody into the tree. Uh, these verses tell of God, the Jews, and the Gentiles. I try to give about three different titles this message, but I'm just going to go uh, with the one the Lord gave me peace about. I want to preach on this topic tonight, this olive tree, part one. Amen. There's going to be two more parts of it, but I'm going to preach on this olive tree, part one. If you got your Bible open, let's follow along together. We'll read verse 16 again. The Bible said, For if the first fruit be holy... The lump is also holy. And if the root be holy, so are the branches. The first thing we notice on this olive tree tonight, we first note the tree's standard. Now, I'll be honest with you, if, if you were to put a, a sign up that said, uh, uh, this tree doesn't like to be looked at, people would look at the tree anyway. Amen. Uh, well, th this tree doesn't want you to eat its produce. No much to eat it. If it's got apples on it and people get access to the apples, they're going to eat it. Could you imagine uh, being, seeing a crabgrass, uh, uh, is it a, uh, not a crabgrass tree, a crab apple tree, and you putting up signs saying, hey, deer, don't eat these. Uh, the deer would eat them anyway, because I don't think deer can read. Amen. They can't, they can't read them signs on the road. Amen. Amen. The blonde lady one time said it's a bad spot to put them signs, making them deer crossing all that traffic. Amen. But, amen. Some of y'all got that. Some of you didn't. Amen. Uh, praise the Lord. Uh, but the truth of the matter is, is trees don't give instructions, but this tree's got some instructions. 
It's got a, a bylaw, if you will. It's got a command, if you will. This tree's standard. What is the standard, Brother Jacob? The Bible says, For if the first fruit be holy, the lump is also holy. So if the first fruit's holy, then the lump is holy. In this tree, if the first fruit's holy, then the lump is holy. Now again, I talked about horticulture a minute ago. I don't know a whole lot about that. I probably know less about baking, but I do know this is when you, the first fruit comes from a dough. You're making that dough. When the Bible talks about dough, it ain't talking about money. It's talking about bread. And you take that, you would take that dough, Brother Bill, and you would take off that, that lump. You would take off that first fruit and you would present it unto the Lord. And if the Lord accepted that first fruit out of that dough, Every bit of it was honored to, honorable to God because he accepted the first fruit. God's got a standard. So if the first fruit's holy, then the lump or the entirety of the dough is holy. And this is where it blends into the tree thought. And if the root, and if the root uh, be holy, so are the branches. If the root or the start be holy, then the branches or the shoots of the root are holy. What what is the standard? It's not don't look at the tree. It's not a don't cut down the tree. What is the standard, brother Thomas? If if the roots holy, the branches are going to be holy. We could run a rabbit right there quickly. Uh, if, if if God's the root and He's holy, we got to be holy too. I don't think that's a necessary context, but it's good preaching. The Bible tells us in the book of Leviticus, and it repeats it again in 1 Peter, Be ye holy as I am holy. Who said it? Was it Peter? No, it was God who said it. He's holy, so we better be holy. But the standard here at this tree, the rule at this tree, the fact at this tree, the truth at this tree is first fruit's holy, the lump is holy. If the, if the root is holy, the branches are holy. The first fruit and the root... They refer to Abraham. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, we could probably broaden that a little bit. The first fruit and the root refer to Abraham. The lump and the branches refer to the continuation of the nation and the ongoing offspring of Abraham. You say, Brother Jacob, what are you saying? God made the promise back to a holy man, a righteous man named Abraham. And now today in 2024, first time I've said that, today in 2024, Brother Thomas, there are people who are descendants of Abraham, and they're not holy, and they're not righteous, and they're not walking with God. Brother, they're not the friends of God. But God said, because I made a promise to Abraham, I made a promise to Abraham, and a covenant with Abraham, it don't matter what they do now. They still are the chosen people of God. They are still the, uh, the apple of God's eye. He made it to Abraham. Abraham's long gone, but God still loves Israel. What's the rule in this tree? What is the standard in this tree? I'm going to spoil it. If you're going to be in the tree, you've got to love Israel. Amen. You've got to love Israel Amen, amen, amen. I don't see how you preach it any other way. I don't see how you can be anti-Semitic and hate uh, and claim to be a Christian. I don't see how you can hate uh, Israel. You say, I, I hate Jews. Well, how do you hate Jews and say you love Christ? Because Christ Jesus was a Jew. Amen. Praise God. You know, the lump and the branches, that's the continuation of the nations, the ongoing offspring of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God chose the nation in Abraham, and Abraham is long gone. But they are still his chosen people, 
They are, let me say it again, they are still his chosen people. And uh, let me say it this way, you get married to somebody and uh, you have a family together, whether it's a blended family or you started from scratch. Uh, you got a blended family, you started from scratch, you got a family together and uh, there's offspring and then you die. That, that, them kids don't quit being everybody else's relatives because you're gone. Abraham's with the Lord now, and they're still his offspring on planet earth, and they are still God's chosen people. Are they blind? Amen. Yes, they're blind. Uh, They're blind. Praise God. They're blind, but they're still God's people. And they have ostracized themselves, but God still regards them as precious. Tree life. Tree life, I thought about that terminology today. You see them people running around with salt life stickers on the back of their truck. Y'all seen that? You know what salt life sticker means? Can I tell you what salt life sticker means? It's, oh, they live at the beach. No, a salt life sticker means they go to the beach once a year. All right. Yeah, high seas of Paulding County. Tree life, on the other hand, it can't be that you're in the tree one day out of the year or one week out of the year. But times you're in the tree, you're in the tree forever. And tree life equals loving Israel. It is a constant. It is a forever. We love the nation of Israel. You say, why, Brother Jacob? The Bible you have in your lap came, was written by Jews. The Messiah you trust and it's going to take you to heaven. He was a Jew. Y'all with me? Uh, the God of all heaven and earth could have chose any people on the planet, but he chose the Jews. And you can't hate him because if you hate him and he loves them, that means you got better standards than God does. I uh, know we don't have that because some, some of y'all might drink Pepsi. Amen. Uh, <laughs> uh, tree life equals loving Israel. God loves Israel, so love what God loves. The tree standard. Let me say it again. Uh, God loves Israel, so love what God loves. God loves the church. God loves the family. God loves little children. Amen. God loves brotherly kindness. Hallelujah. God loves praise and thanksgiving year round. So do, uh, obey, follow, and love what God loves. And the tree's standard. Number two, we see the tree's composition. The tree's composition. Look at verse 17 with me, if you will. I, yeah, time out. I tried to alliterate this, and the Lord said, quit it. I was going to have to uh, C words that start with C-O-M. God said, quit it. I said, all right, Lord. I had them pretty close. I had like a 10-letter word, 11-letter word. God said, quit it. So we got the tree's standard. Now we got the tree's composition. Look at verse 17. And if some of the branches be broken off, and thou, being a wild olive tree, were grafted in among them, and with them partakest of the root and fatness of the olive tree. What do we see, Brother Jacob? The composition. Some branches are broken off the olive tree. So what's the first component, if we will, of this tree? Well, we know we got a root because every tree's got roots. If a tree don't have roots, it's not a tree. So it's got to have roots. And Brother Thomas then it says there's branches. And if there's branches, uh, the Bible tells here that some of them are broken off. So that's the first component. That's the first uh, part of the makeup. There's, there's branches that are broken off the olive tree. The broken off branches are still olive branches, but they just happen to be dead branches. This refers to the Jewish race. There are those who still trust God, Jehovah, and there are some who walk with the Lord, and then there are some who've departed from uh, their first love. They've left the God of Israel. They deny His darling Son. Uh, those are dead branches. Those are broken off branches. They refuse to receive the light of God. 
And they are dead branches, but they are still olive branches. They are still, uh, you say, Brother Jacob, well, they're just kindling then. No, a dead branch don't mean anything to God because a dead branch can be brought right back to life. And, you know, take time. If God can take a valley of dry bones and tell a preacher who is confused about being in that valley to breathe on them bones, to prophesy to them bones, and them bones uh, take up sinew and flesh and skin and become alive again. Y'all believe your Bible? Ezekiel 30. Is it Ezekiel 37? If, if, uh, Brother Ed, if we believe God can take a man of God to a valley of dry bones and, sp- and begin to preach the Word of God and them bones get up and walk around. Surely we believe God can take a dead tree and make it live again. Not a dead tree, a dead branch. And make it live again. It refers to the Jewish race. Branches from a wild olive tree have been grafted in amongst the natural branches, thus partaking in the root and fatness of the olive tree. You say, Brother Jacob, the, the broken olive branches, they're the Jews. Well, who are the, who are the grafted in branches of a wild olive tree? I'm going to spoil it. We're the wild ones. Amen. Uh, we are the wild ones. We are the uh, wild olive tree, and we have been grafted into the tree of God. Thank God for it. So we got, what's the composition? There's broken off ones, and then there's grafted in ones. And us grafted in ones, we've been uh, uh, knit in, grafted in, uh, joint in with the natural branches, thus partaking in the root and fatness of the olive tree. Now, I'm going to go spoil it here. I don't think that means we've been grafted in to get on Judaism. I don't think we're getting into the goodness of Judaism. I believe after the resurrection of, or the death of Christ, Judaism became a cult. That's why the Lord ripped that veil in the temple to expose their wickedness. I believe that with all my heart. I don't think we've been grafted into the goodness of Judaism. We're not partaking in the fatness of Judaism. I think we're partaking in the fatness and the goodness and the richness of God. Uh, we've not been grafted in Judaism. We've been grafted into God. The broken off branches, that's talking about the nation of Israel. The grafted in branches from that wild olive tree, that's talking about you and I. We've not been grafted in Judaism. We've been grafted into God. Let me say this. The root in verse 16, I believe with all my heart, it refers to Abraham. He is the uh, patriarch, if you will. He is the founder of the Hebrew race. Brother Jacob, why is Abraham called a Hebrew? Uh, he was the man who crossed two waters, amen? And he did cross two waters. And, and he's the perfect picture of the Lord Jesus because he crossed the, you said, what waters did the Lord cross? He crossed the, uh, he crossed the uh, what is the, the sea of time and he crossed the sea of eternity and man. He crossed and why he came into into our world and became the not not only the uh, the 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 part of our faith he became the author and the finisher of our faith. Abraham's the father of faith, but Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. That's a little side note. I believe with all my heart the root in verse sixteen is Abraham. And while we are blessed by who came through Abraham, the root in discussion in verse seventeen cannot be Abraham. It, well, Thomas, it can't be. The root, the root that uh, partaking in the root and the fatness of the olive tree. I don't believe it's talking about Abraham there. I think it's got to be talking about the Lord there. You say, why, Brother Jacob? Yes, we are blessed because through the nation of Israel came the lovely Lord Jesus. Aren't y'all glad Jesus came? Thank God that he came. It might not have been December. It might have been somewhere. I don't care where it was, but he was born. And he might have been born in a barn, but I'm glad that he was born. And he might have been born amongst the livestock, but I'm glad he was. I'm glad Jesus came, and I'm glad he came through the Jews. Amen. Brother Thompson, I rejoice because I got a connection to God, not because I got a connection to Abraham. 
I'm glad for the association. Uh, when people get in trouble, they say Luke 16. Uh, when you die, you go to Abraham's bosom. That's not talking about heaven. That's talking about paradise. If you need more discussion about that, see me after church. Uh, when I die, I'm not going to Abraham's bosom. I'm not going to Peter's book. Amen. I'm not running by to kiss Paul's ring. Y'all hearing me? Uh, when I die and go to heaven, I'm going to see the Lord high and lifted up. Y'all hear me this evening? Amen. Amen. I'm not going to see a saint. There'll be saints there, but I'm going to see the Savior when I get over there. Amen. Hallelujah. There'll be a lot of people I'll see over there and I'll, I'll look forward to see, but I, they got to take a back seat because there's one I've been longing to see and I'm going to see over there. Amen. Praise God. That wasn't in the message, but I said, amen for it. Amen for it. The root here cannot be Abraham. We're blessed by who came through him, but the fatness and the partaking of the root and the fatness of the... You said, Brother Jacob, why can't it be Abraham? Because the root is not just a symbol here. The root is, is indicative of something. What is it indicative of, of power and life? You said, what do you mean, Brother Jacob? Remember the ministry of John the Baptist? Uh, he began preaching about uh, the uh, axe being laid to the roots. Why was that such a shock to, uh, to, to the Pharisees and the scribes and the religious leaders? They, it, there was coming one who would lay uh, to, uh, the, uh, uh, to the roots the axe of God. He would chop down. Why was that such a big deal? Because you cut the roots off, you cut the whole tree off. It may stay green for a little bit, but you cut them roots off, everything uh, from the trunk and up is going to die. Abraham don't give me life. He might have he might have been responsible for the Savior coming through his line and through his family. But Miss Christie, Abraham don't give me life. Jesus has given me life. Y'all with me? Uh, God, get up, Amen. Uh, God in eternity uh, gave me a physical life, but Jesus came and bled and died and rose again to give me eternal life. Amen. Abraham can't be the root here. He's not keeping this tree alive. The actual root, the Lord of glory, keeps this tree alive. Listen, you can do whatever you want to, and you can try to keep a tree alive as long as you want to, but you can keep it alive your whole life, but you'll eventually die. You could pass along to somebody else, and eventually they'll die. A wildfire might get it. A lightning strike might get it. I mean, a logging company might get it. Amen. And it doesn't matter if you are you are a tree hugging hippie and you change yourself to a tree. And if they want that tree, they're getting that tree, and that tree will die. Yes. But we're not talking about a physical tree. We're talking about a spiritual tree. And brother, I'm glad Abraham's in the tree. But he ain't keeping that tree alive. Who keeps that tree alive? That's God. God keeps the tree alive. Y'all with me tonight? And he says, I got to move on. Uh, broken off branches, that's the Jews. Grafted in branches, that's the Gentiles. We have, but let me say this they've been broken, there's been some broken off amongst the, not all the Jews have been broken off, but there's some of the natural branches that have been broken off. And there have been, and not every wild vine branch has been grafted in. Y'all hear me? Not every natural branch has been broken off. Not every unnatural branch has been grafted in. Some of them are gone. They got an opportunity to get back in. Praise God. That's a different message for a different day. We'll cover it uh, in a week or two. Uh, but not every Gentile is in the family of God yet. They've not believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. So we got uh, the, the natural branches. They've been broken off. That's Israel. Those have been grafted in. That's the Gentile. But I've got to say this. Just because we get in on the tree of God, that does not mean we have replaced the nation of Israel. We've not replaced Israel as His people. Rather, we have joined them as His people. 
We've not replaced, amen, we've not replaced them as His people. We've joined them as His people. I gave this example uh, many months ago, but I want to mention it again here tonight. Uh, when I had just one son, I had just one son. But when Cason came into the world, Tanner didn't cease to exist. Well, I, I, yeah, when Cason was born, I quit being Tanner's daddy. No, brother, I didn't quit being Tanner's daddy. I just started being Tanner and Cason's daddy. And then when Jack came into the world, it, Cason and Tanner didn't cease to exist. I didn't quit being their dad. But now that i got three sons, I'm father to all three of them. That makes sense. God loves Israel. He, they are the apple of His eye. They are His chosen people, His peculiar generation. Y'all hearing me? He loves Israel. But He also gave His life and shed His blood for the church. He loves them, but He loves us too. Amen. I say this. We have not replaced them. Rather, we've joined them as His people. We say this, we, i got to say this because some people get tripped up here. We are the church of the living God. We are not Jews in any way, shape, form, or fashion. We're spiritual Jews. No, you're not. To be a Jew, you've got to be a descendant of Abraham. And not just in the faith, but by blood. Amen. Abraham's in my family tree now, Brother Thomas, but it ain't by his blood, it ain't by my blood, it's by the blood of Jesus. I'm not a spiritual Jew, neither are you. If you say that, I'd probably stop saying it because it ain't biblically right. The Jews are the natural branches and we are the unnatural branches. But both classes of branches belong to God. Natural branches, some of them have been broken off. Unnatural branches from a different wild olive tree. Some of them have been grafted in. Sister Carolyn, I may not be a lot of things, but I'm grafted in. Amen. I'm in the tree of God. I don't even like olives, but I'm glad to be in this olive tree. Y'all with me? Amen. The tree's standard. The tree's composition. Lastly, in verse 18, we'll see the tree's policy. The tree's policy. Like I said, I tried to alliterate this, and God told me to quit it, so y'all going to y'all going to deal with uh, not having alliterated points tonight. The tree's policy. Look at verse 18. Boast not against the branches, but if thou boast, thou bearest not the root, but the root thee. I'm not going to lie to you. This is the part of the message I struggled with the most. And I was thinking, well, I was just trying to run it right, and I was like, well, one my, 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 part of my mind went this way and part of my mind this way, but Brother Thomas, they didn't seem like the two sides, like they didn't agree with each other. Well, what I think it boils down to is it's, it, they agree with each other, and they're not opposite one other. They're really they're, they're one side, they're the opposite sides of the same coin. What is it saying, brother? It's, it's again, it's another rule, it's another policy. Not only gotta, we start off talking about you got to love Israel, but here it tells us we're not to boast against Israel. Boast not against the branches. Boast not against the branches. Boast not against the natural branch. Boast not against the Jews. Nobody should run around saying, nah, 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 boo, boo, we got your Jesus because you didn't want them. I hate that they didn't want them, but I'm also glad that they didn't want them. Not to their detriment, but to my gain. Amen. And now that I've gained, that's what Paul's been preaching about. Now that they've rejected him and we've received him, we should be wanting to provoke them to jealousy so they can see what they're missing out on. Boy, you don't run around and nana, boo boo the Jews. We love the Jews. Amen. God says don't boast against the Jews. That's going to talk about that more in the preceding weeks in verse 19 in particular, but I can't preach that tonight. I'll get there next week, Lord willing. But the truth of the matter is this. 
is, is we don't we, we don't boast. We don't uh, we're better than you. And the, re- the the only reason God had y'all to begin with is to break y'all off so we could get in. That is not true. God's plan from the beginning was to redeem mankind. He picked a line for the foundations of the world. Now it would be through the godly line of Seth. And through that would become Abraham. And through that would come Isaac and Jacob and the twelve tribes. God picked in the eternity past, Brother Bill, all the way through. God picked But Israel wasn't just a byproduct. That was His chosen people. His promised people. His covenant people. What was he going to do? He's picking a people, but his plan was to redeem mankind. They were going to be his chosen people, but he wanted us to be his redeemed people. And he said, Brother Jake, what do you mean? We get redeemed now, they can get restored later. Amen. (laughs) Different message for a different day. Boast not against them. Don't don't provoke them. Don't uh, 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 wag your fist out. Yeah, I hope my boys don't mind me saying this. We had a little conversation last night at the house, and uh, we got talking about the devil at the house. I'm about Satan, Lucifer, and one of the boys kind of was like Nana and Abu at the devil. We don't number one don't need to do that because it's not greater. It's not greater as us. It's greater than he. It's greater. The Lord's greater than Satan. And uh, one of the boys said, "Well, you look the wrong way. He's supposed down." I said, "He's not down." And they said, well, where is he? He's in the world today. That's how the devil works today. You said, the devil don't work today. Watch the news and look at Hollywood. The devil is in the world today. Amen. People got nothing in their mind. The devil's in the hell and he's running around with horns and a, a forked tail and a pitchfork in his hand. You, you, you've, been, you've been lied to. Hollywood done tricked you. That's not the devil. He's in the world today deceiving the world. Amen. Uh, he's just uh, small scale. One day he's going to deceive the nations uh, big scale, if you will. But Satan's in the world today, and the boy said, oh, he's, he's here today. He's in the world today. And the boy started taking turns. Uh, I'm not going to do it because I'm going to trip. They started taking turns going to the devil. Amen. I don't know where he is. And maybe we shouldn't do that. But uh, we, we, I'll say, you, you might can blow raspberries at the devil, but you don't need to blow raspberry at the Jews. Amen. I don't know if that's called raspberries or not, but you know what I'm talking about. When you, when, when you blow your tongue, amen, I don't know what you call that. Uh, but you don't do that to the Jews. You don't do it. Paul, by inspiration, provides a warning toward the notion of a boasting against them. This is where I really got tripped up, and I, I'm going to explain to you. Boast not against the branches, period. Y'all see that? Period. It, it's not a continue. period. Right. In my mind, I was saying it's a continuation, like there's a follow-up. If you boast, this is going to happen. So, and I, I've already deducted that the root here, it can't, and 17 can't be about Abraham. It's got to be about God. So if I carry that, that reality from verse 17 to verse 18, and I use it as, if you boast against the Jews, continuation, then you don't carry God, God carries you. And I'm like, well, that makes sense anyway. Bro, Thomas, God does carry us. So that wouldn't be an inverse penalty, Sister Susie. I don't think that's what it's talking about. It's boast not against the branches, period. But if thou boast, thou bearest not the fruit, but the root thee. But if thou boast, thou bearest not the root, but the root thee. But if thou boast, thou bearest not the root, the root thee. In my mind, I was thinking, reductive, that it's God. We're not holding up God. God's holding us up. And I'm like, well, duh. Brother Bill, are you holding God on this throne? I'm not. But is God holding us to this earth? Yeah. Is God keeping me upright and leading me through this thing called life? Yeah. 
So that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It's kind of like this. It's kind of what happens in my mind. Is, is Paul is, is providing a warning. If you're going to, can I say it this way? If you're going to boast. If thou boast. Y'all see that in verse 18? But if thou boast. Paul's saying, if you're going to boast, here's what you need to know. But if thou boast, comma, is that a clause? I don't know. Or we're introducing a clause. Thou bearest not the root, but the root thee. Boasting reveals something. What does it reveal? Boast against them if you so dare. Just remember, you do not bear the root. The root bears you. You don't bear the root. The root bears you. The branches are not upholding the root. The root is upholding the branches. This thing's been going through my mind for the past two days. And I wish I'd have brought one of the boys' toys from home. But, you know, they got them little uh, animal sets, and it comes with the, the landscape. There's a little tree, you know, with little green shrubs on, uh, little green bran- uh, leaves on top. And it's got the branches, and it's got a flat base. They don't, have, they don't make them roots. But could you just imagine taking one of those and it's tipping upside down? And the flat part being up top, the branches being down low, they don't make sense. It don't look, it don't look right. Could you imagine taking one of these trees outside and flip it upside down? Brother Ed, let the little branches... Hold up the big old roots. I wouldn't want to stand under that. Because you know as well as I do, you can, you can wipe out them little branches or nothing. You can do, use a handsaw, uh, 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 a pruning pole, an uh, uh, electric pruner, a chainsaw. I mean, you, you, could shoot, you can shoot branches out of tree. Look with a gun. But I'm going to tell you something. When roots are in the ground, this, is, this probably ain't a pulpit word. I'm just going to say it though. When roots are in the ground, you want them roots out of the ground, they're a lot harder than them getting them branches off. Roots in the ground are nothing more than a bunch of big, fat boogers. Amen. They are just nasty and tough. And amen. Y'all with me? Maybe I shouldn't have said that word. Y'all all right. Roots do the upholding. A windstorm will come through. A tornado will come through. A thunderstorm will come through. Branches will fall. Leaves will fall. Some roots stay right where they are. Everybody sees the branches, but the roots are what does the upholding. Life comes from the root, not the branches. There are two thoughts. I've already alluded to one. The first is this. We don't carry God. He carries us. Amen? We're not carrying Him. He carries us. We did not graft God in. He grafted us in. Somebody say amen for that right there. Uh, he, he grafted us into the tree. We didn't graft God into the tree. Amen? We have, because of that, when we recognize that second part of verse 18, but if thou boast, thou bearest not the root, but the root, thee. Boast. Don't boast. Why? Don't boast. Why? If you're going to boast, Paul's reminding us, you don't bear the root, the root bears you. Come here, Miss Susie. If you're going to boast, just know you don't have any reason to boast. You're not in the tree because of you, you're not in the tree because of your mama. You're not in the tree because of your good looks. You're not in the tree because of your finance. You're not in the tree because of your morals. Amen. You're not, in the, you're not in the tree because of your FICO score. You're in the tree because of Jesus. Amen. We don't have any reason to boast. That's right. The root. The root is upholding us. We're not upholding the root. We have no grounds, zero grounds to boast. The second thought is this. It's not only for we don't carry God, God carries us, that mentality. There's also an inverse or an alternate reality or alternate application, interpretation. 
Jesus Christ did not come out of the Gentiles. He was called out of Egypt, but he wasn't born in Egypt. Uh, he wasn't born of an Egyptian, no. Uh, he was born of the Jews. His father was God, but his mother was a Jewess woman. Hope I pronounced that right. J-E-W-E-S-S. All right. That's how the Bible said it. I just said it. I might not have said it right, but I said it. Uh, Jesus Christ did not come out of the Gentiles. He came out of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And if anyone could boast on any stature or status alone, it wouldn't be us that could boast. It would be them. I didn't bring to the world Messiah. Brother Bill, when it said, when God told Abraham, out of him all the nations of the earth will be blessed, God's never told me that. Now, do I think my kids make other people's lives better? Don't my kids, I think my kids are joy. I think my wife's a joy. They might make our world better, but they may not make the world better. And they ain't hurting it either. But it's really, we're not, rejo- we're not rejoicing because Judah came into the world. Or Joseph. Or Isaac. We're rejoicing that Jesus came in the world. If anybody could boast, it's, it wouldn't be us, it would be the Jews. But God's already demonked that in the first parts of the book of Romans. There is no place for boasting because we're all dead in our sins. Our works mean nothing. Our goodness means nothing. Our righteousness is as filthy rags. There's none righteous, no, not one. So the reality is this. We can't boast because we're in the tree because of God. And if it's talking about the Jews there, if anybody could boast, it wouldn't be us, it'd be them. They, their race, their people, their world brought in the Messiah, not you and um, whatever the interpretation, first, second, or both, all right? We have nothing to boast of in ourselves. Here we close. We ought to thank God for bringing us in to the tree Amen. and for picking a people to send His Son through. Amen. This olive tree, this olive tree, I don't even like olives, but I'm glad to be in that tree not a natural branch, never will be, not a Jew, not a Hebrew, but I'm an unnatural branch. I've been grafted in by the good grace of God. Don't even like olives, but I love the olive tree, and I'm glad to be in a tree that will never die, a tree that loves the nation of Israel, a tree uh, that stands for Jesus Christ, buried, resurrected, and crucified, uh, crucified, buried, and resurrected. Amen. Thank God. Thank God. I'm in the tree. And I thank God God chose a people to send His Son through. The root supports the branches, not the other way around. So I'm not as important. I don't care if I'm as important. I'm just glad to be in the tree. I'm done preaching tonight. Thank you for your time and attention.